You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Are you ready for the new 9to5 entertainment system? You are if you have a pizza and pirate cookies, the official meal of the 9to5 entertainment system. Sophie, what do we talk about? Comic-Con! Montreal Comic-Con, which just happened, sort of. Uh, I'm stalking McFoley. This is my new goal in life. Cool. George Takei's a classy guy. Uh, Cal Drogo gets drunk in Montreal. And flex rating in World of Warcraft. Ooh. Scott! Then we talk about Diablo 3 and the changes to loot they have. Uh, the League of Legends World Team Finals, or that's what it should be called at least. Uh, Joss Whedon uh, dissing Temple of Doom. And then we talk about some enemies of the podcast, like Daniel Way. Fuck that guy. And Christos Cage. I like Christos Cage. Nope. Anyway. And, then, <laughs> and then we go on talking about X-Men for a bit. Yeah, and then we keep talking about the astonishing X-Men. And then for a brief moment, we talk about how much we love Netflix. And then we talk about the X-Men. <laughs> and then Scott's back on the Counter-Strike, shooting things all day, and zombie run apps. This is 9 to 5K. Start running, fucker. <laughs> that doesn't sound like running. <laughs> This is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System, and we creep ever closer to episode Join six. us as we discuss muff diving, the world's international sport. If it's a tranny, is it a muff or a puff? What? Is it, was you, so Sophie's on the radio! <laughs> Sophie's on the radio! <laughs> Sophie was all like, I got things to talk about. Apparently she does. And it's no. muff diving. No, it really isn't. Tell us about it. Now, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Comic-Con, actually. <laughs> okay. Which was this weekend, and it was fun. And Two weeks ago by podcast time. Yeah, well, whatever. Oh, well, that's pretty late. Maybe I should weekend, save it for an article then. It was the weekend in the middle of September. Why don't you just talk about it? Yeah, you can okay. do both. It was wonderful. Really? I, what happened? I got to meet Mick Foley, mm-hmm. and he was checking me out, so that was fun. No, I'm totally kidding. I, I wish. I know, um, he probably could be his type. Yeah, who knows? He's married, dude. <laughs> I know, he's divorced. No, he's married with a couple of kids, as far as I know. No, he's divorced with a couple of kids. Uh, Wikipedia was talking about marriage. Huh. I don't he, know. He was at one point married. Keith, didn't yeah. you interview him like a year ago? Like Keith yeah. was married. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. Married. Oh, well. Okay. Like he was on the market. He's well, a big guy with a beard. I know, right? <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen. Note here to the audience. She's blushing as much as she can. I am not. But I will be stalking, so whatever. She's t- turned a slightly more human shade of pale. So I had actually... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I had not planned on going to Comic-Con, and very last minute, uh, my friend at Zenith Comics said, can you be my Zenith girl? Friend of the website, Zenith Comics. Uh, So I went and handed out flyers and made friends with people and started connections, and um, got to stare at Mick Foley right next to his booth and wish that I had 40 bucks to line up to get his photo and autograph, and I didn't. So then I found out, because I ran into Walter. Right. Walter was opening for Mick Foley that night. Exactly. He's like, I'm opening for Mick Foley. I'm like, opening what? He's like, his show? I'm like, there's a show? So I I went. I I stalked down tickets because they were sold out on the website, Mm -hmm. and nowhere were they selling tickets for this show. So I was really upset. So myself... Walter's kind of a big deal. Walter is a big deal. As a footnote to Walter opening up the show, this is great, because Walter saw Mick Foley when he went to Nashville. So he actually met Nick Foley, and Nick Foley remembered him from the podcast, so they talked and they hung out a little bit more. Ooh. So that was like two weeks ago. And then he was like talking to Mick Foley backstage, being like, yeah, like I'm really like a little bit nervous, whatever. Like, you know, like I've met you, and it's not that weird, but yeah. I'm a little nervous. And he was all like, he's like, oh, whatever. Like, you did great in Nashville. And he's like, do you think I opened for you in Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you didn't? Oh, wow. like, no, I was just there. He's like, huh. But I was like, that's not so bad. I was like, in Mick Foley's mind, you're like a fucking you're like a traveling comedian. comedian. You're like, he, get that guy from Nashville to open he's for also, me. <laughs> like, he's on Mick Foley's radar. He, yeah. like, he's on the radar. He remembers who he is. And he's like, yeah, I remember that Walter guy. Yeah, I that's guess he opened awesome. for me in Nashville. Yeah. But I was like, that's cool. Like, in his mind, you opened for him twice. I was like, you got to, like, work that. 
to be like, hey, I'd like to go on a tour with Mick Foley opening for him. Does, I think yeah. he's into it. Does Does Mick know that Walt's engaged and is not on the market? Because <laughs> Harry's single. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, Mick Foley, I'm gunning for you. But, Carry on. So, yeah, so I went and I finally found tickets. The Christian and I managed to get some. And we f- somehow there were magically two seats in third row center. Cool. So we were right there, like a few feet away from uh, Mick Foley. And we got to see his entire show. Then there was a Q&A. Mm-hmm. And I got to ask my question, which was really, it was exciting. He, he was insistent on asking ladies questions because he was convinced we were all there because our boyfriends dragged us. Not so. Huh. Not so at all. So I asked my question, which uh, made him bring out Bret Hart, who was sitting in back of the audience. Cool. And then Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Uh, More like Bret Hart, am I right? Bret Hart. <laughs> Bret Hart, my favorite wrestler of all time. He stayed for the rest of the Q and A, and it was actually really. Um, I didn't expect this, but it was actually quite moving. But, okay, I want to hear. Inspiring. I want to hear this, but I want to also interrupt because there's like a part of this story I'm not getting. What kind what? of a show? Does a professional wrestler do? Uh, a he did a comedy thing. Really? It's like yeah. a comedy storytelling thing. It was a storytelling about uh, stories about wrestling past and, right. and being on the road with stuff. Anecdotes uh, of shenanigans he got up yeah, into. And he it only was has gold. like three or four best-selling books on the topic, right? So yeah, he's got, yeah. The, yeah, he it got was, the juice. It yeah. was really, really fun. Uh, I laughed a lot, actually, more than I've laughed at other comedian shows who do this for a living. Hmm. And the Q&A was also really cool. Walter. And <laughs> <laughs> And I was actually really inspired by Bret Hart and Mick Foley talking about the whole Vince McMahon thing and everything. Mm-hmm. And just seeing Bret kind of – we had to cheer him on to get him to go on stage. And just seeing him walk, or I should say kind of limp from the back yeah, to yeah. the front yeah. and kind of just struggle there and half smile at everything whenever he did smile. It was just very uh, – a little humbling. What was the Vince McMahon thing? Remind me as a non – Well, there was the Montreal screw job. Yeah. Um, it happened, obviously, in Montreal. Yeah. And then Bret – forgave Vince and came back and does things for the company now and then. And Mick Foley also had a, a falling out with Vince McMahon and okay. also came back. And it's kind of like, why? Most of all, why did Brett forgive? Mm-hmm. And Brett's like, when that happened, there's no way I would have imagined, you know, forget I was so angry and everything. Yeah. And, um, but it, it's like Mick put it, it, it's their family. Vince is kind of like their, their father figure. Slightly abusive father. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's family and this it's oh. their home. So they can't, get away from it really and and they're happy and they all kind of love each other and Vince is this weird and, and is there I money and he pays also, big piles of the money, money yes. there's, there's yes, also absolutely. like for, for Brett I mean there's a few other considerations I mean Vince owns Stampede Wrestling and their entire library so if, if Brett ever wants to watch his old wrestling matches from Calgary talk to Vince he, yeah, Vince bought them all off, off yeah. or whatever is uh, in, the, in the company too so he's not going to necessarily slam the product and fuck around with her future yeah yeah hmm. oh, either way i thought it was it was really nice and it's kind of like the way you, you can see it still really hurt him whatever it is that happened but he's moved well, on there's also you know? a there's also a safety oversight that did kill his brother this is very true and that was another big thing and the audience kind of there was a guy doing impersonations for mick to help him along with the anecdotes right. and who stayed on stage with him the whole time his name was um steven sensation i think or okay. something like that hmm. And uh, he was actually really good. He did really good impersonations of like three or four different wrestlers. And at some point, Nick was like, let's get him involved. Uh, why why not do some Owen? And then the whole crowd started cheering, Owen, oh, oh shit, Brett's on stage and we're cheering his dead brother's name. Wow. It was a little awkward, but Brett's like, yeah, go for it, mm-hmm. you know? So he did an impersonation of Owen and it was kind of cool. And that's how they ended the, the whole that's Q&A cute. thing. Huh. Yeah, so that was really neat. And the other one that I got to see was George Takei. That one was free. It was in the the very large auditorium. Oh, also Mick Foley and Bret Hart. They ran 45 minutes over time. So my 20 bucks that broke my wallet ended up, I I got double for my money. I was really happy. So how was George? George Takei was really nice. George Takei. He was very charming and and very fun (laughs) and very real. I spent last night in the village. (laughs) Oh, my. He did the oh, my thing a couple of times, but it was always very well placed. He's extremely witty. He's, He's very well spoken, and he looks very comfortable and he looks like he absolutely loves speaking with his audience. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was that was really cool as well. And I think he's, he's they gave him an award actually for uh, social activism and yeah, 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 achievement yeah. He stuff. He did, a, he did like a fundraising thing or whatever. I also can't imagine he's a stranger to the convention circuit. No, right? yeah. like probably yeah. one of the pioneers of the convention circuit. Really, like <laughs> yeah. Star Trek conventions were like the no first doubt. conventions. He yeah. rambles on a lot uh, about a lot of his, his history stuff that was interesting, like behind-the-scene reasons as in why he was named Hikari Suru, mm-hmm. which was interesting 
yeah. Anyways, I'm rambling on now. Did he explain why, um, if you liked Harold's performance of him? He did, actually. Oh, he dude. loves all the new actors. He absolutely does. He's only sad that it misses the social commentary of the day and age like they used to. You know how, how events I'm half mirror. black on one side and half white on the other. I'm half white on one side and half black on the other. Why can't and we, we get along? <laughs> no, there's a little. That was that's one of the obvious ones. There was like a there was almost always like a like. Well, there was this is stuff. a dark side of humanity completely embodied into an alien race that we're dealing with right now, like an entirely warlike species. Or it also like, mirrored the Cold War with some events. Uh, I mean, a lot of things that just events that were very a big deal back in the '60s and '70s just kind of. They they reflected in the series, and there now was also it's like, like good a good fun innocence to it, right? Not a single advertisement anywhere. No branded iPads. No whatever. Nothing. Everybody just uses the best thing that we can make for each other. Oh, I wrote down two quotes that he said because it made the first one that he said was back in the sixties. Uh, everybody had these little things attached to their uh, their belts, and they picked it up and started talking to somebody like anywhere on the ship, just automatically with no wires and anything. And back in the sixties, it was absolutely fantastic and amazing and today it's a real plague in the society <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. yeah we're gonna get back to the future yeah and the other quote that i really like that he i wrote down is the arrogance of humans that we would think our beliefs validate whether or not something is out there because he was asked whether or not he believes in uh, alien life forms so i thought that was a really i don't cool really quote. understand the quote he's saying religion mm. is like a lot of people think that because we believe it's true, it must be true out in the real world. So he thinks it's. I think it's just like not answering the question. I really don't think it's not. And on top of that, too, when they they determined that mathematically there kind of has to be. It might not be yeah. intelligent, but like there is life. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you believe in the infinite universe, yeah. Well, even if you don't, if you just believe in the observable universe, yeah, there has to be. If you believe in the be. observable universe, yeah. like if you have like. X number of chance of life forming things, and like you just average out how many planets might be orbiting every star. Yeah, so like near certainty. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, wrestling Q and A's <laughs> on that. You 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 heard about the Jr. retiring because of a wrestling Q and A? Anyone? Who's Jr.? JR Good old Jr. Yeah. Jim Ross. Jim Ross. They okay. talked about Jr. a lot. Whipped him like a government mule because that shit was still fresh. I don't know if they were, they mentioned it at all. So stomping a mud hole in him. Exactly. Oh my God! Great. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Yeah, like, like, like the the quintessential voice of the wrestling generation. Voice of wrestling, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it's Jr. Really? So, yeah. So he's like, if you've ever heard wrestling commentary, unforgiving it's either, steel. Yeah, exactly. It's unforgiving. either Jim Ross or Vince McMahon. Right? Yeah. Like, those would be the two like big the two announcers. Yeah. Dusty a little bit from WCW days. He did a while. Like Bobby the Brain Heenan, but like yeah. I would say. JR and then Vince would be one. I saw Kevin Nash. That guy is huge. Yeah. Oh my god. Sitting down, he was eye level. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so before SummerSlam, which was about a month ago, they did a uh, like one of those like fan access conventions or whatever. And they had JR moderate a panel with like Flair, Daniel Bryan, Michaels, and like a couple other people. And like they openly admitted to like hanging out in the bar, hotel bar, before this panel. And like, <laughs> JR is clearly drunk, and fucking Flair is fucking wasted. Like, Flair just starts like shanghaiing the whole entire thing and starts like trash talking and like talks about how he fucking put his first Hall of Fame ring on his dead son's hand when he was lowered into the coffin. Oh my god. The WWE Whoa. gave him another Hall of Fame ring and he gave it to his other son and like it's like just he was just like rambling on and JR wasn't like reining him in. At one point Daniel Bryan was all like I uh kind of starting to uh really don't think I should be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> was like to be honest I've been in this industry for like 30 some odd years and I don't think you should be here either. Oh my god. So the like number one guy of the company right now and like it's just apparently Michaels is just like holding his head like the entire time and apparently JR got the boot partially for not fucking reining him in. Not fucking letting keeping Flair together because JR himself was also drunk while he moderated this was like wow. very public WWE panel. Like it was a WWE event. It yeah, wasn't like Comic Con. Is it like his job to be his handler? I don't get it. Well, he's the moderator. Okay. It's like his job is to moderate the entire panel. If one okay. of the guys goes off and starts fucking rambling, has to lead the conversation. rambling crazy drunken nonsense. That reminds me, uh, the Cal Drogo guy was there, Jason Momoa. Mm -hmm. um, Lontok went to his panel in which they kept giving him beer. Like, 
they, they kept giving him beer and he was just drinking. All of a sudden, he's like, I really should stop. And he, they kept giving it to him and he kept drinking it. So he ended up getting drunk and then he had to sign autographs. <laughs> and the booth that I was uh, spending most of my time at, uh, right across from it was this, uh, this Japanese place with a bunch of swords and traditional stuff. It was just a legit martial arts place that okay. had a booth there. And at some point, he walked over. He strolls over with his uh, with his security guys, who kind of like escort people out of the booth, so that he can go in and spends like fifteen twenty minutes drunkenly playing with the wooden swords. It was so surreal. Freaking Conan. Freaking yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, It was cool. I was just there, like watching this from my booth. It's it's short. Oh, then he's lost. So fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean lost? It's like yours now. Yeah, I know, but I have a shitty fucking call if I had the short hair. You She's only cut your hair when you lose. The Fight. challenge. You haven't read the books, have you? What books? The Song, Song of Ice and Fire. Fire. Oh, yeah, no, I read all those books, but so I mean, that's he, his character. If he cut his goddamn hair, he ain't got no power no more. He's been exactly. losing. Someone beat the shit hey, out guys, of him. Hey, guys, spoiler alert, he's fucking dead in the books. <laughs> like, no, he's it does not apply. Or something. Sort of. Whatever. He's reborn in Black Dragon form. Drogon. Uh-huh. In anyway, any case. yeah, so <laughs> that was my, my wrestling panel stuff. I have I have a wow question for Sophie. What the fuck is flex rating? What is flex rating? Because for some reason, Twitter. I went on to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just like rating while you're pumping up. Yeah, flex rating. What is what? Yeah, exactly. So it was like tweets for you, and it was like you should fuck it if you haven't been like. I like the fact that somehow within the the nine to five Twitter profile. Yeah. Um, it uh, like the tweet that was like targeted at us was like. Hey, did you stop playing WoW? <laughs> uh, flex raiding might like change your mind. Like, get your old guildmates together and try a flex raid. Uh-huh. So what's oh, a flex raid? So it's I was it's like, flex raiding, yeah. not rating. Flex rating. I was like, I don't know raiding. what my flex rating well, is. But someone here actually has the answer to this question. I'm curious to what that is. Exactly. I tweeted to Sophie. What's uh, a flex rating? I know this. Yeah, so flex rating was released uh, last week, Tuesday. And it's a, a level of rating that's the difficulty is somewhere between LFR, which is looking for raid, yeah. and uh, normal uh, rating, like 10-man rating and everything. And there's also heroic, obviously, and yeah. then depending. Uh, flex rating, you can sign up anywhere between 10 and 25 players, mm-hmm. uh, so as a group, and then you sign up, uh, it just it cues you in and, and ports you to the instance, and the level of difficulty of the mobs and the bosses in the dungeon will be adjusted depending on how many people you will have in your group. Huh. And the loot is um, graded, rated sorry, somewhere between LFR and regular 10-man. Okay. So that's, that's pretty good. And also, um, they just did a change to it, I believe yesterday, in the new patch fix. It used to be that... Because uh, you can go back in and you know how there's lockouts and stuff. Yep. Yeah, so the lockout used to be tagged to the lowest progression member. Okay. So the the person who, who killed the least amount of bosses in the group, that's where the, the instance would start back from if you go back in another day in the Wait, same so week. so you could kill the same bosses over and over? Yeah, so they changed it based on feedback. There was a lot of confusion, a lot of complaints, so they changed it so that the raid leader uh, will dictate the raid progression in the lockout. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's where it is. It's that. That was way too technical for me, that last part. No I right. totally got it all. Okay. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> as I'm sure some of our listeners did. I don't, get, don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. All three of them. <laughs> that was less compelling than I did Mr. It. T. I, I went and I did it. Um, I, I killed the, all four of them in the first bit, and I got a nice new upgrade for my paladin. Yay. Is he a moustache? More video game news. Moustache uh-huh. is a priest. There's a lot of video game oh. news. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a video game news thing that I thought was kind of fucking interesting was Blizzard backing out of real money trading. Yeah, that's very exciting. That's a... Uh, you guys don't know I want to play Diablo 3 and buy my character's cool equipment. Yeah, exactly. With, with yeah. real money. And on top of that, too, game. supposedly they're, they're changing how the loot works, at least on the PS3 version. Like, they're going to be more uniques, I believe it is, where it's like your unique drops instead of just like reasonably good on commons. I played Diablo 3 uh, up to level 60, which was max level when I was playing, yeah. and I played it a lot up to that point, and I, so I, I, I had like two very intense weeks with it, right. and it was a pretty shitty experience. Um, it a lot didn't, of people didn't like it. Yeah, it wasn't that fun. Like, yeah. like I there played was, the demo, and I was like, I'm done after an hour. Yeah, there was tons and tons of loot dropping all over the place, but most of it was pretty much garbage, and, and the uniques were generally weaker than uh, like random-ass loot that you would pick up yeah, here yeah, and there. Yeah. 
Supposedly they're they're restructuring the yeah. loot to be so more there's like loot two point which is coming. This is all part of the announcement for the new expansion pack. And that was one of the things that I read about it that the the loot drops were not as cross class friendly as they were in Diablo two. Like you could find a good piece of equipment that would work for three or four different classes in D two. Yeah. That the the way that they built the loot in Diablo three just would not happen. You're like well, this this is good for. A magician, and that's it, and that's all it's going to be good for. Well, because you got to imagine yeah. that part of that is to fucking try to drive the real money trading aspect, right? I, I don't think that they ever intended to drive it. They just wanted it to be a fun option. They just they're in their effort to simplify the character growth process. They oversimplified it to the point where loot was just stupid. Here's how it works: but every like, every class has here, only one stat that is the Diablo is all about looting. Okay, is that is that true? Like, like everybody talks about it. I just wanted like I've. Well, no. that's the reward mechanism behind the game. You kill stuff and take its treasure. Okay, so that's, that's kind like, of the point between. Okay, that's what I'm just checking. I'm yeah. not a Diablo player. It's just like so when you're saying that the loot system is fucked up, you're saying that the like the core like, aspect of the game, <laughs> the yeah. core reward of the game did, is. Did you guys ever play one and two? I like tooled around Keith two and, just like and a little stuff? bit. I don't know. I never got really into it because okay. I wasn't a PC. I think I think even a lot of casual gamers, many many casual gamers of the world, can easily say they've spent hundreds of hours playing Diablo Two. It was just such a big game; so many people played. I have never played it. it. Yeah, I like I played for like an hour. Are we high fiving over this? I, yeah. I, okay. I'm not a huge gamer, yeah. and I put in hours into Diablo Two, like more or less than Def Jam. What were you getting? Way at? more, <laughs> way more than Def Jam. All right. Yeah. Anyway, the um, so look. The, the, very simply, every every character has only one stat that is like their primary stat. So okay. like for wizards, it's intelligence. For whatever, barbarians, it's strength. You basically never want an item that isn't going to have that stat on it. And so if you're a barbarian who picks up a, a an intelligence anything, you just don't give a shit about it, and right. you're gonna you're gonna sell it. And Diablo two wasn't that focused on the primary stat, so you could sort of get away with items that that. that yeah, yeah, the items were more like plus one to all stats. Yeah, or plus one to your skill tree it's no a matter what it was but they basically fucked up items and fucked up so much in Diablo 3 but like, people have forgotten that when Diablo 2 launched it was good but it was not like great it was it was just like pretty fun and, and there was a lot that was wrong with it and it was really with the Lord of Destruction expansion that the game achieved its like heightened entered up, its prime entered its prime right so yeah like best Blizzard, of its class yeah Blizzard certainly has a history of putting out games that are like very, very good, but then perfected. And yeah. I, I would, it would not surprise me if they repeat that with this. You think? Yeah. Do you think people will give a sh- enough of a shit? Like, if it's good enough, people will come. Because right. yeah. everybody is apparently very, very excited about the lack of real money trade. Yeah. Because that, like, yeah. apparently got. Well, it's not fair, man. Imagine playing any game where you can either play for hours to get good at it, or you could drop. 50 bucks and well and here's the thing it. okay that real money stuff like and and their their intention in putting in an initially i think was really noble like people bought and sold shit in diablo 2 all the goddamn time like if you went on ebay yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. you could find every item up on there yeah. and there are tons of websites you could go to to buy stuff and there are always scammers and always people getting ripped off and people fucking nine-year-old kids spending their allowance money on fucking items and then getting them ripped off by internet scamsters and, mm-hmm. and blizzard just wanted to put a safe place to have that happen like, which is legit. The other, the other you know? thing, the other part is that I mean, I, I think that there is somehow a right way to do it because, like, the developers are doing it with DLC. Like, want a fancy sword? Pay five real dollars. Well, the developers are already doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, things have ratcheted. Like, I don't know. It kind of defies the purpose of the game for me. Yeah. This is, the, yeah, but I'm just saying, with DLC right now, like, they've made jokes about it all the time, where you can go and buy fucking. Like sweet ass gear. Yeah, I don't think it's that common that that happens in shooters and stuff. It's super common. Yeah, I don't really see those being for real gamer games. Those being as like frat boy. I was like, I was like, bank accounts of game developers beg to differ. That's like, yeah, and shit like that. There's a uh, was it? What was the fuck? There was an RPG that came out recently where there was like seriously good Mass Effect. Really? DLC on the Mass Mass Effect Three. There was like an entire race. That you could just buy. Yeah, you know the whole thing about Mass I, Effect I, I'm and not EA. Saying, and, I'm not saying yeah. it's a good like form, but that money's just going to devs. Like if I get a super magic sword and you can buy that magic sword for like five dollars from the dev or like yeah. three real dollars from Keith, I'll be like, I'd like three dollars, please. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Like, that's what People made like, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of dollars off. Of yeah, exactly. The, the part like, where I find it gets super weird are like. Korean item miners and yeah. stuff like, and then it becomes like a business. And or like, also like fucking 
auction house miners, right? Where you try to manipulate yeah. the markets by buying X amount of these things. That's like then... the game within the game, though. A lot yeah. of people go nuts for that. I actually spent probably four or five months where I didn't really play WoW. I just gamed the auction house. And at a time when, like, 1,000 gold was a big deal, I had, like, 50,000. It was, like... You, you could go in and, like, on your server, you could dominate a particular niche of the market. Yeah, it, you it, can. Like, it, it, Did you pour your virtual coins all over your bed and roll around in it? If I could have, I would have. <laughs> I would have made a pool like Scrooge McDuck. And oh, man, that would be amazing. Like, I I have more money now than I ever have in, in WoW. It's yeah. because of my blacksmithing thing. I have something combined, like, 75k now, which is pretty good. Yeah. 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 I feel like that should be an option that they add is like your actual vault and it's a Scrooge McDuck vault and you can make your little wow guy jump in it and swim around. Yeah, or break your neck. Gold coins. Other exciting video game news, guys. League of Legends World Finals are on. It is is exciting, man. There's 16 teams from around the world. This is the biggest video game competition that there is. There's a million dollars in the first place prize is a million dollars. All of the other 15 places get another million dollars split up amongst them. I feel that League of Legends, if they didn't, missed an opportunity in calling it the World Team Finals. Yeah. So it would be LOL, WTF. <laughs> <laughs> Just in big letters over the thing. You really, really need to tweet that at them because they, they, they put up people's tweets. Like, on, on the show, they talk about stuff that people tweet at them. So every night, you really have to fucking tweet that at them. Just to be like, yeah. you missed an opportunity. They could have been the World Team Finals. Mm-hmm. That would be the best, the LOL WTF yep. <laughs> tournaments. Like. Seriously, and if you tweet that, like, hashtag LOL WTF, like, it'll, 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 it'll catch. catch it. Like, totally, yeah. like, um, there's been, so there's multiple streams watching it in multiple languages, because it's the world finals, right? So yeah. they're broadcasting this thing in, like, 12 or 18 or something different languages. What's the funnest language? Each with, I have no idea. You should I'm, start watching it in separate languages like and get back Russian to Like Russian and shit. Exactly. Well, like Just, Swedish. Sw- Swedish. No, 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 I was going to say Spanish to be like, <laughs> there's a yelling. No, like, no, nobody yells more than the Koreans. You, if you have not listened to a Korean broadcast, you really should. My eyebrow is raised. If they get the Spanish yeah. soccer guys to do lol announcing. I, you have to listen to... to I, like, I, I've uh, heard... I, I mean, I've seen... Like not, not lol, but I've seen some yeah. Korean... Starcraft, maybe? Because they scream like exactly, crazy. and they are screaming yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. But that doesn't still get t- close to like Spanish World Cup styles. I would love to see them side by side. That would be fun. Announcing the same match. This is beyond me. Sorry. <laughs> I was watching it. I, I'm pretty sure just the stream I was watching yesterday, and there was like four English ones that because it's too much bandwidth for yeah, like yeah, one yeah. single thing, whatever. The YouTube one had like 300,000 people watching it, mm-hmm. and this is in the like very, very early stages. This but is I, just English. Do you know what is the main problem with League of Legends? It's too fucking complicated. Is the that lack y- of scissoring? No, I was going <laughs> <laughs> to say that. Since it's trapped in a computer with all yeah. these languages announcing, no like champ can pick up another champ and put him through the Spanish announce table. Like, <laughs> like, you're like, there's so many announce tables and they're just sitting there and nobody's gonna get thrown through it. That reminds me, I was How so is that down even a real it? sport. I was Lawn Talk was encouraging me and this is we were in a lineup waiting and I'm like, if there's a table and he asks me a question, I'm gonna ask him to put me through that table. Did I say what I was talking about just now? I was in my head. We're talking about Mick Foley again. I figured. Okay. Yeah. We kind of put that, that together. Happened. The listeners have been listening. Put me through a table! I would have yelled it out. I too am moist. I too am moist. <laughs> so we have When are the finals going to be? Uh, I think a week. We're still in the group stage, so it's a round robin between. Okay, so this, uh, this is going to be going up. After episode. the finals. Yeah, yeah, just after the finals. It's going to be next Wednesday? Or this Wednesday? It's uh, going to happen a week from now. So all li- yeah. our listeners, you missed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know a date? I, not uh, off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure it's next Sunday. Is the yeah, I was like, I feel like it would be on a weekend. Yeah. So is it in the four days or in like 11 days? Like 11 days. Okay, so no, right after this. Yeah. So you're probably, if you're listening to this. You could catch like, it. So if you're listening to this and you haven't watched LOL, you could literally probably, if this is Thursday night, watch the best LOL ever over the next Absolutely. two days. Absolutely. So it'll have the... Uh, <laughs> It'll have the broadcast times, and it'll be fun as hell. If you can even try and watch one game, one game of LOL, this is the game to watch. Crazy. Yep. They do. Do they? I wish. You, you tried to get us to watch. I believe the finals last year. A you did bit. watch some of the finals matches last year, and like, and I and I realized trying to explain it to people, the game is just too complicated for somebody casually to watch it. Like, which it's, is sort of shitty. It is sort of shitty. Because like, I, you can watch a, like a fighting game tournament and still like, sort I don't understand of. how to play this game, but I can. I can that, tell it's somebody's yeah. getting That was a big kicked. hit combo. Wow. That, that girl in a blue skirt just beat the shit out of that guy in a gi. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Spectator video games. For me, it's all about dance dance. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> totally yeah. good. 
Like the extra extra funny part is that when we did this experience, when we watched the League of Legends World Finals, yeah. is the like the announcers like, like because they know what like to to use hockey as an analogy, like they yeah. know what like a breakaway looks like. So they start getting excited about it. Like the yeah. way a hockey announcer would be like, you know, like. Like, like Malkin up to Crosby, back to Malkin. He makes it past the defender. He's all alone. Yeah, like, like, you're like, yeah. you just see a little guy, like, trundling when, when along. The guy, like, <laughs> when like the, moving with some fucking, like, pink shit flying out of his head. And they're like, he's in the middle there. And you're like, what? <laughs> the guy's just like, his animation changes not at all. And then they're like, yeah. he did it. He did it. Like, they flip out. And you're like, and, like, John's like, that was the turning point yeah. of the match. <laughs> I was like, a little big clank clank dude with like pink coming off of him just like trundled along and like hit a tower that's all that happened yeah yeah and, and i'm getting up being like yep i'm gonna go get a beer this one's over yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. this is done <laughs> yeah what the fuck wow. another, another thing that adds complication to it is that each one of the characters so there's like there's five players on each team each player is playing a champion and so the the announcers sometimes refer to the player by the player's name and sometimes refer to him by the champion's name so if you wanted to casually follow this thing you would have to um um, you'd have to like instantaneously remember and switch in your head multiple names for each of the same things going on. Plus, each of the characters has six moves, sort of, that they can do, and every one of those moves has a name, and so the announcers are often calling out plays by the name of the move being done by the character. Like, it's... That's pretty out there. I get it. I've, I've watched Counter-Strike tournaments, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's special. Yeah, and, and like you, you see something you've, you know is really cool, but you can't explain totally to totally and like in, you really won't get it like the yeah. way like people will say oh it's hockey it's just people shooting a puck at a net well this is even more like that you have to you have to be into it to understand it at all yeah. you know? like I, I saw a guy throw his handgun around a corner yeah and then what? run around the corner and saw everyone else had turned their backs to the handgun because they thought it was a flash grenade because <laughs> it was a brilliant maneuver that's freaking awesome yeah and he ran around and just mowed them down. I was like, that is amazing. And I cannot tell my wife how cool this is. <laughs> I cannot call her into the room to make her watch this again. The clip, yeah. It's I don't gone. think there's anything similar to that for World of Warcraft. I mean, the only videos there are are pretty much for like, strategy Jenkins. guides. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins yeah, is one. And yeah, stuff. just the strategy guides like Fat Boss TV. Which is, they they yeah. tried to do professional uh, PvP in, uh, in World of Warcraft. Did like they, they really? Yeah, they had like an announcer stuff and they had spectated matches and whatever and they like never could get the balancing right. It was always just too big, a, too much of like a messy clusterfuck when the fight started to happen. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever do a lot of PvP in WoW? Cause no, I never really got into I, it. You I, know what I would watch no. in PvP? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, I... I would totally watch a WoW PvP if it was like a contest to join the Dreadnoughts. Like, the winner joins the Dreadnoughts, there's 40 people here, mm-hmm. last one standing. But the Dreadnoughts are not a thing in WoW. No, but like, that kind of battle, right? Like when, when Monkey Ranch joins the Dreadnoughts? That would be pretty cool. Be like, like, I would kind of watch that. would that. actually be cool, like a, a cool LOL, uh, LOL tournament, actually. Right, which would be like a forty on forty fucking rampage. No, and like winner gets to join, join the team. Solo me Don't talk with your mouth full, Keith. There you He's go. He's eating a pastry. Look at you look at me though. Fat. I said a top ranked team. It was solo made. <laughs> you did. I don't know where you pulled that out of. Did you look His it up somewhere? Butt. No, you were like jizzing all over them last year. No, I might have been saying they were the best. I've never been a big fan of solo mid. Well, then like anti jizzing over them. You were, they're, they're like the bad guy team in the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> What? Sort of. They're actually back this year. They're one of the very few teams who's been at uh, two, I think, three of the world finals. The mighty, and, but no, to answer your question, I never did get into PvP. No. Not so much. Um, because I have a hard time with drama and attitudes and stuff. And that's where most of it is. Huh. Yeah. I can imagine that it's not exactly the nicest thing in the world to be, like, a girl in PvP. Like, if, if you're doing any mic chat, I'm sure that the fucking online... Well, there's not, no, you can't really no. You can't chat. Why would you not be able to chat? Well, you can't really. I mean, you can chat with guildies and stuff, but you can't really chat yeah, cross realm or anything you, like that. You you chat with the people in your team, yeah. not the people who you're fighting against. And so yeah. you message them. No, you no. can't. Because no. you might not even be playing people who are on the same world as you. It's cross realm. Yeah. PvP. Also, uh, one faction cannot talk to the other fac- faction because they speak different languages. Yeah. So whenever you say something that's just set out in in the world, it'll appear as gibberish to the opposing faction. One of them speaks orc. Yeah. Nerd. You know, that's exactly it. I know. It's also incredibly stupid. You'd think after all this time in Azeroth, a couple of orcs would have figured out how to speak fucking human. Nope. 
Well, the, apparently versa. the only one is Thrall. Yeah, that's true, because in all the animations, they all speak the same language. Yeah. What the fuck, Blizzard? I know, right? Hey, guys, did anyone see Riddick? No, no. I really want to, though. Yeah. I watched I watched the director's cut of the freaking second one, and it was amazing. Uh, the, the Chronicles of Riddick? <laughs> the whatever, the one with the Necromongers. It was so bad, dude. So it dumb. was so dumb. He's a Furion. What? Furion? Yeah, Furion. 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 Whatever. I heard it was really bad. Well, yeah, so but it was Riddick. Yeah, no, but, like, yeah. exactly. People were like, "Oh, like the third one is apparently really bad and it's getting poorly reviewed." I was like, "Did anyone see Chronicles of Riddick? Because yeah. it was really bad and poorly reviewed. Like, Pitch Black was like hell. so-so. I liked yeah. it. Like, I liked it a lot I too. It was yeah. fun. I also really like Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, this new yeah. one is just Riddick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I heard bad things about the lead female character. I think it's played by Katie Sackhoff or whatever. Really, I love Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, she's she's in line to play Captain Marvel in the. Either the Avengers or Guardians Wait, of the Galaxy. Captain Marvel? I can see that. Um, Carol Danvers? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of comic books, holy shit, you guys. Uh-huh. So in an upcoming uh, episode of the 9 to 5 Entertainment System, we will be talking about the X-Men. Yeah. And I will talk about how cool, astonishing X-Men that Joss Whedon and Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis run is. And when they're done with it, it takes a fucking nosedive. <laughs> like, in the biggest, baddest way. Explain. So it. Who's the writer? I don't even know. I feel like I should have looked this up. You probably should look this up. It's so bad. It's just talk. Take okay. out a smartphone and look up this creative team. Oh my god! I'm, I've got. That's, I, that's I play, right. Here on the nine to five system, we name the people we're going to shame. <laughs> it's very. Important. Oh, absolutely. These people deserve it so hard. Yeah. So anyways, they so are not friends of the show. They are enemies of, of the, the show. Mm-hmm. Warren so, Ellis, Joss Whedon. You guys can guest on nine es anytime you want. Yeah. Friends of the show. Friends of the show. We also have to have words about Tara. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, what happens afterwards? This is at the end of the Warren Ellis. Also, run. I'm kind of iffy on Joss Whedon lately after his freaking Indiana Jones comments. What do you, you say about Indiana shit, Jones? He shit all over Temple of Doom. Wait, what? As, as yeah, he should have. Have you rewatched Temple of Doom? Any? Yeah, but he should. No, no. Okay, so it's not the. It's it's not the punk. worst, but it's not the best. No, it, it like in, until fucking Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. It was the worst. Like yes. significantly the worst. Oh like, no, it was the worst of a. Great trilogy of action no, adventure it's like movies. Very bad. Like I was. It's not very bad. It's very bad. Sarah it's not and I, very Sarah bad. Sarah had not watched the Indiana Jones trilogy when we first started dating, and I was like, "Let's sit down and watch them." And I was like, "Holy shit, yeah!" Like fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. And she was like, "This is cool." Raiders of the Lost Ark is amazing. Then yeah. we put in Temple of Doom, and she was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it's so much fucking stupid romantic bullshit. The stunts are fucking stupid and over the top by Indiana Jones standards, which tells you how stupid and over the top they are. Yeah. Like, fucking, sh- that girl doesn't shut the fuck up. She's she awful. She awful. screams nonstop. Yeah. She's like, dating She's dating one of the producers the or directors. Reason, or Gilbert. The yes. only reason Temple of Doom is at all good or beloved is Short Round. Like Short Round's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, but guess what? You know where you can get Short Round? Fucking in the Goonies without the shitty movie around him. He's fucking data well, kid is the I same say, Harrison Ford is pretty good in, in Temple of Doom. He's uh, got a great... He, he has good moments I'm not all saying he like, doesn't yeah. hold it together, but it's fucking really bad. The, man, a... the adventure scene in the caves with the, the, the chase scene and the carts is, is pretty fun. I it lost iconic. track of... I forgot to take As notes, guys. As is him in the, uh, the spike-crushing trap that was yeah. like, get me out of here. Yeah. Shit, Whatever, it's full of delicious moments. But really, Scott, if you haven't watched in the last couple of years, no, 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 go back I, and I have. It. It's, it's not the, it's terrible. It's it's better than Crystal Skull, and that's a backhanded compliment. I, 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 I get not, it. I'm not even 100 yeah. sure it's better than Crystal Skull. No, it's way better. It's than Crystal, way better. Skull. Crystal Skull. Crystal is Skull is really fucking bad. unwatchable. It was unwatchable, man. I mean, anyway, when I Joss Whedon shit all over the scene uh, where <laughs> in, <laughs> no, no, in in Temple of Doom, he's facing off against two guys, yeah. and they pull out their swords, yeah. and he reaches for his gun, but there. his gun's not there, yeah. and he kind of looks right at the camera and goes, oh. And he it's like a fun right call. Yeah, he does. He kind of really? he kind of like smirks at the camera because like, and it's it's a fun little scene. It's a callback to the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And he just fucking went nuts all over it, saying it was derivative and it talks down to the audience and you have to watch out for this and you can't do this shit. And I'm like, you wrote and directed Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like one of the most derivative meta cheeseball cheeseball fucking fucking TV shows of all time. Yeah. Like, I love Buffy, but come on, buddy. (laughs) Know what you've done before you start throwing those... Those rocks around in that glass house. Well, I don't know. Maybe making a movie that made a billion and a half dollars is fucking going to his head a little. That's or maybe he's happen. just a man with an opinion. Yeah. But let's also be fair. Even The Avengers has a lot of meta commentary for the fans. Sure, sure. Okay, guys. And cornball stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, enemies of the podcast. Enemies, enemies of the podcast. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta, 
If you're listening to this podcast right now, go to Wikipedia and look up the Astonishing X-Men because it's like the Wikipedia page more or less acknowledges that it's shit. There's been like a paragraph or two about everything that like Whedon and Ellis has done. And now they're like monstrous, meanwhile, and exalted. Issues 36 and 42 have two alternating storylines, monstrous and meanwhile. In the exalted storyline, and then there's a paragraph. Like, so they exist is the only commentary Wikipedia has about these fucking six issues of X-Men. It's only six books? Well, it's a 68 series thing called The Astonishing X-Men, but it's those six okay. right after Warren Ellis. So they have this fucking huge momentum behind this comic, I'd imagine. Like, fucking... No, Warren Ellis managed to shake off a lot of fans with his fucking insanity. Yeah, it's super cool, though. Anyway, very, very good Warren Ellis writing and all okay. that stuff, and maybe some people who have fucking... So, uh, Daniel Way and Christos Gage. Really? Yeah. Daniel Way does a lot of independent stuff. Christos Gage wrote my favorite comic, like, mainstream comic of the last... That's okay, kind of six, scary. seven years. Does he deserve to be an enemy of the cast? No, yeah, no. Christos Gage wrote G.I. Joe Cobra, which was really, like, probably the, the best G.I. Joe story okay. I've ever so read. He writes so. Meanwhile. So, at this stage in the X Men's history, uh, this is like two, three years ago, I think, um, the X Men have split over. Um, schism? Not over Schism. It's where. Schism. Schism Beast, would be a Beast, good place Beast to split. Beast has joined the right? Secret Avengers, and Cyclops and Wolverine schism. have split about their opinions about how kids should be dealt with as X-Men. That, that's schism. Okay, but I didn't know about Beast joining the Secret Avengers being a part of that. <laughs> anyway, so anyhow, so the X-Men are all split up. So they go, in the Meanwhile storyline, they go up to the space station, and it turns out that uh, the Brood is around again. Always with the Brood. I hate those guys. Yeah, exactly. First of all, that's like the shittiest of the super I don't villains. even know what they are. What's a Brood? They're like, aliens! They're alien bugs. They're basically aliens from the movie Aliens, only they okay. talk. Only they talk. That's fucking... Whatever. But for the fact that it comes back all the fucking time. So the yeah. brood is there. And there's like terrible, terrible fucking stuff. Like, they were like, how will we know if you're infected? Because they do, they they lay their eggs or something in your fucking stomach. And then right. you become a brood. And then you're like half brood, half you. And then you become full fledged brood. Okay. With some of the powers of who you were infected by. So can, it's like. But can you get better? Uh, yeah. It, most of the time, no. Most most humans who get infected okay. end up but getting But the heroes killed. always do. Well, Wolverine's system is able to fight off the eggs before they, they hatch. Sure. And the sure. the X Men were all in phase it out. Yeah, and the X Men were all infected at one point, but then they had to have their memories planted into clone bodies. Which, little known fact, most of the X Men are living clones of themselves. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, at this point, Kitty Pryde has returned, but she's in a she's const she's in a permanently phased body. Sorry, Joss Whedon, that emotional impact you were going for wiped out. Wait, erased. But whatever. You what know was when he you, thinking? You know when you kill a comic book character that someone's going to bring her back in a few years. Like Especially was, in X Men. Especially in yeah, X Men. Exactly. And it was, it was a few years of dead Kitty Pride. They're so at this point, Kitty Pride's come back. She's permanently phased, so she can't get brood infected. So they're like, "How will like what's the fail safe?" And they're like, "Oh, we like the spaceship will explode if anybody who's brood infected gets on it. So like if we get on it, we're brood infected. The spaceship will explode. Like it'll scan us for broods." So then they go, and Agent Brand, or whatever the fuck her name is, is the in The leader fact, of S.W.O.R.D. The leader of S.W.O.R.D., which is the we counterpart talk. to S.H.I.E.L.D., which we talk about in the yeah. future. Anyhow, so, and then which they're just sort talk. of like, they're like, she's infected by a brood, but we have this machine, and we need to work with the brood, because it turns out that there's a creature worse than the brood, who the, the brood are the natural predators of. So, like, by fucking annihilating the brood the way we have, we've possibly set up the, like, universe up for something worse. So now they're like, we need to repopulate the brood. But anyway, so, like, eh, whatever. It's not... Tragically stupid. Yeah, exactly. But now some of them are infected. And then, like, this happens. They're like, well, just deactivate the brood sensor on the ship. They're like, okay. I'm like, no, like, the brood infect and fucking destroy planets. Like, if you made a failsafe, yeah. we'd just be like, boopy boop, deactivated. And then a bunch of brood infected people get on a space station. Like, right. fucking so terrible. Like, it's the most short sighted fucking writing. And the art is fucking atrocious. Like, names, name the and shame. I, I don't, the artist is not even here. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you can Google artist. Ex meanwhile, astonishing X Men. Artist. Meanwhile, astonishing X Men. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, so while this other one is going, we live on, in the future times. The yeah. Daniel, the Daniel Way storyline is um, they go to Japan and is this big in Japan? Yeah. No, it's not big in Japan. Oh, it's anyway. Tom Waits song. Everybody loves that song. Um, wasn't it? There's an X Men story called Big in Japan too. What what's the what's the guy's name again? Daniel Daniel no, Way Christos or Christos Gage. Gage. Anyway, so they go to Japan and who's a who's a shitty telepath? Psylocke? No, okay. shittier. She's a she's a tele. <laughs> Mesmero. 
like something Mastermind. Like, might be Mesmero. Mesmero Green? No, he's like a dude with glasses and like a bug head. He's Egghead? a telepath. Huh? Egghead? No. The puppet master? No. He's a telepath? Keep going, keep going. Sort of. He makes puppets and then controls people. This is something puppets. Scott can do. Scott, yeah, no, all going. of the telepaths keep in the Marvel going, keep universe. Going. <laughs> uh, he's bald? Oh, he has a helmet. He has like a helmet to enhance his power. Uh, yeah, I'm drawing You're sure it's not Mesmero? I feel like it's not. He's got like a weird... Makes him almost look like a, a cobra. Stuff sticks out on the side. Okay, just... No, it's not that at all. Uh, are there any of these people? Um, artist Marjorie Lou says nothing to me. I feel that it might be Marjorie Lou. This sounds like it's dropped itself into the middle of the point where I stopped buying Marvel comics. Yeah, oh, but holy shit! Like I'm not a good artist. I could draw better than this. I'm gonna show really? you guys pictures later. I might even put one up on the fucking podcast. Yes, please. Link. It's like a shitty like weird big head colossus, and then like mer like on a little body, and he's like looking fucking. Uh, when people get infected by brood, sometimes they're drawn infected, and if they're far away and in the background, they're not drawn infected anymore, and they look <laughs> fine if they're in the background. Well, that's no good. I was hoping we'd post up another uh, another one of your body parts for the icon nope. for the podcast. Like your big toe. <laughs> no. Anyway, fucking the art is awful. And the other one is the Monstrous, which is where they go to Japan. Anyway, so this telepath guy... Oh, wait. I think I read Monstrous. It's like drawn super loud colors. It's it's monstrous. The art doesn't bug me as much. It's very Disney-ish, which I'm like is not necessarily my favorite style, but it like there it's is still a style. It to is it, a yeah. style. It's not crap. It's just maybe not for me. Right. Wolverine has like Wolverine looks like an idiot, and he acts like an idiot, and like he's everybody's poorly fucking written. Anyway, so this guy fucking control goes to the island of monsters, or Monster Island, or whatever the fuck it's called. Monster Island. Monster Island. My bad. Mm-hmm. Island of monsters. What the fuck was I thinking? Anyway, they go to Monster Island, and they control the monsters, and then they attack Japan, and he tries to, like, extort a billion dollars or some shit like that by controlling these monsters. And then Armor, the new X-Men, uh, because her mother and – she part of her powers are um, telepathic or necro-telepathic or some shit. She gets her powers from the spirits of her ancestors. I'm sorry, ancestors. wait. Necro-telepathic so she can read the thoughts of dead people? No, necro-telekinetic. So she can control dead bodies? No, she gets her power from dead bodies, from her dead ancestors. So and dead people control her? No, she controls their power. No, no, she's like Mushu from Mulan. Like a, a dragon? dragon? <laughs> yeah, her powers come from her ancestors. Yeah, exactly. Her... <laughs> There's no air in this room. I have such a headache and I can't brain. You want to open the door, Sophie? Get this back there and open the door. Okay. Anyhow, so her new powers let her get super big, so it yeah. basically becomes a kaiju comic. So it's her in a big fucking pink armor fighting big monsters in Japan. Wow. Like, after, like... And really... the title of the comic is Big in Japan. Oh, it's, no, it's uh, called Monstrous. Mentalo. Mentalo! It was, I was thinking Mentalk. <laughs> Mentalk! <laughs> Come on, take her! <laughs> Taken! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mentalo does all this. It's so bad. And it was, like, fucking awful. And then, there's, then there was a couple of... Um, uh, Warren Ellis did some ghost box parallel stories. Those were very fucking cool. Like, weird alternate <laughs> storyline stuff. Like, tip, like when... Like, one one is just centered around Cyclops killing himself. Really? Yeah. Does he do it? Oh, yeah. It's alternate reality. He's like, the only reason I'm still alive is because I was a useless X-Men. Like, our enemies... Like, it's like everybody's dead in this, like, reality. He's like, our enemies killed everyone else because they could have actually stopped them. I couldn't do anything right because I've never been able to do anything right. <laughs> and it's like... Good I, riddance. He's like, I failed each and every one of them and like, our enemies don't even care enough to kill me because I'm that useless. So I deserve Harsh. to die. I was like, oh shit. Warren Ellis was like, tee hee <laughs> anyway, anyway, all sorts of That's good That's weird because like, Warren Ellis and Christos Gage have really done my two favorite G.I. Joe stories really? of all time. Yeah. And, and to have them back to back on X-Men... Just really being shit all over. Like, Warren Ellis wrote G.I. Joe Resolute. Yeah. The cartoon movie where... I really like it. Fucking blow the fuck out of Moscow. Yeah. It's not even a spoiler. That's in the first two seconds. It's Uh, like, we're Cobra and we're not fucking around. Goodbye, Moscow. And they're like, population six billion. And then it's like, boop, zero. Or like six million or something. He he was like, so I want to have Cobra destroy like, like Beijing or like Tokyo. And they were like, no. No, are you insane? That's racist. No. 
No, you cannot do that. What about Moscow? Oh, yeah. Moscow, fine. Yeah. He was like, uh, what? <laughs> His Twitter account on that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he got a list of Joes that he was allowed to kill. He was like, hmm. And then he trolled. I think he trolled some message boards of G.I. Joe and was like, who of these characters is the most beloved <laughs> to find out which ones he was going to murder in the cartoon? That's amazing. Like, they're gonna let me kill Bazooka. Everyone loves Bazooka. I love Bazooka. He's the idiot. He was he, my he favorite. He gum and shoots a Bazooka. Always hits his target by accident. And he has a mustache. We're gonna murder him. <laughs> Torn out, man. Uh, uh, Anyhow, so now I'm into this other storyline. I think called Xenogenesis. I'm almost caught up to where it's at because it wraps up next month. Astonishing X Men. They're like they're ending the series. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What was the point of Astonishing X-Men? Like, was it just like... They wanted to give Joss Whedon and John an Cassidy an X-Men book. Okay, and then they gave it to Warren Ellis and... What's his name? And then they just fucking let it flounder for like two or three years afterwards? Yeah. So they gave it to like pretty big artist and writer pairings the first two shots. Anyway, so now... And it's like... So it happens sort of like beside the regular, I guess, X-Men storylines, whatever. So like sometimes like stuff in the Marvel Universe happens that I don't really understand. For and, example... If, uh, well, by the way, just, by the way, let me cut people off. If you're a fan at home and you want to follow up on this, Astonishing X-Men, the first one by Joss Whedon, Gifted, is a motion comic on Netflix. You can just go and click and watch it and not have to hunt down comic this books. This show is brought to you, as always, by Netflix. Yep. Please give us money, Netflix. Yay. Yay. Or free Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Free Netflix yeah. for give life. Us, give us Netflix, Netflix, and we'll continue to talk about you. I feel like we should have American Netflix, Netflix. <laughs> Uh, so here's the deal with this new one is they're just sort of like yeah we're the X-Men okay so imagine the pick the X-Men lineup in Astonishing X-Men number 50 go Scott Storm Rogue Pixie nope 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 not even Pixie nope damn it who the fuck is Pixie she's she's um she's got pink wings I'd be into that stop I'm bored already (laughs) okay so the leader is Maggot super wrong Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine's in charge. Uh, who's the... I thought he'd be busy with his other books. Who's the Canadian know. speedster? Northstar? Speed. Northstar. Northstar's a speedster? Yeah. yeah. yeah he yeah, flies, yeah. but he's very fast. I thought he was a light guy. Okay. But he flies through vibrating so fast or some shit, too. Like his, <laughs> his, flight, his flight is also related to his speed. Interestingly enough, he's also a fairy. And not... Not because he's gay, but like he's, his, gay. he's, he's actually gay. a fairy. Yeah. They, that's right. They made the half-human, half-fairy guy. I thought he gay. died of the something virus. No, Wolverine killed him. Really? Yeah, and uh, when he was uh, the legacy possessed. Something. No, he was possessed by the hand. Oh. And, and he was like a super assassin, and he killed Northstar. Anyway, so Wolverine, Northstar. Because he's not dead anymore. Gambit, Warbird. <laughs> oh God. From the Shire Empire. And everybody's favorite telepath. Wait, no, not Warbird. Psyduck? That's not her name. Are you sure it's not Warbird? Deathbird. Deathbird? Deathbird or Warbird? The fucking the Shire Empire, bitch. Shiar. Shiar. Iceman. Okay. Iceman's there. And then oh, everyone... yeah, this is where the weird tension happens between Northstar and Iceman. I guess so. Yeah, anyway, and everyone's favorite telepath. Favorite X-Men telepaths. John, your guess. Professor Xavier? No. Sophie, your guess. Psylocke? No. British Psylocke? No. That's my favorite. Karma. Who's Karma? Oh, Karma from the New Mutants. <laughs> exactly. I was like, who the fuck is this lineup and how can I even try to bring myself to care? Wait, that's a really gay team. Yeah. Because Karma is gay. Gambit's She's... come see, come sir. Let's be fair. <laughs> Iceman has a bunch of tension with, with Northstar. That's like a thing in the books. Yeah. And Northstar. It's weird. It's weird because maybe that was a thing they wanted to make all the X Men gay. Northstar was the first openly gay X Men, huh. mm-hmm. and of course he's from Montreal. He's he's Correct. an X Men. I thought he was an Alpha Flight guy. And then no Alpha one's Flight thinking of the Guardian. He was an Alpha Flight. Was yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and his sister. Right. I can guarantee Heather. you he's an X Men because I'm reading a comic book called The Astonishing X Men. Is he wearing the goggles? No, they haven't really been in their they haven't been in their outfits yet. They've been in civvies because there's a weird Marauder storyline. Uh-uh. Yeah. The Marauders are involved. Anyway, this storyline is kind of cool, except for the fact that it in no way, shape, or form resembles any team of X-Men that I care about. <laughs> I was like, I guess Wolverine and Gambit are there. Iceman's there. He's an, he's an X-Men. True. But it's also, but it's weird. It's Iceman at like his current slash two, three year ago power level where he's way too powerful. 
Karma has one of my favorite plot devices in okay. all time comics history. She was possessed by the Shadow King for years and years and years. Okay. And the Shadow King, knowing that he possessed her and lived in her body, ate everything. Just without regard for his personal health, because he's he's a possessing spirit. Okay. Just got her 400 pounds. Huh. Just was like, ha, 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 this isn't my body, and when it, I want another one, I can go get it. So I'm going <laughs> to have more chicken. That works. How does she get, like, comic book shape? She spent months and months in the desert, almost dying. Okay, I was going to be like, if it was like in Battlestar Galactica, That's where... That's healthy. Just to work out. Where the guy just, like... Jogs for a montage. Does, does a couple, like, jump ropes, and then two episodes later is back to being, like, spelt. Uh, he's not Hilo... Apollo. 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 Apollo Adama. I guess I didn't get that far in the show. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, we are coming up to the top of the hour. Mm. Here on the 9 to 5 entertainment system. Do you guys have anything you want to go talk about? I played Counter-Strike yesterday. Oh, you're back? Yeah. yeah. Is, are you on Go yet, or are you still on Counter-Strike? Uh, I'm playing Condition, Condition Zero. Zero. Okay. How's that? You back where your, your server mates like, Yay, welcome back, Scott. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, I had a baby. They're like, oh. And <laughs> then like, I died I a only, lot. I can only join you again in five years. And then I died a lot. I was really rusty. I imagine. I've had weird dreams about Counter Strike though, like the maps and stuff, the the three D environment. People, no, just like the locations. Over and over. Me too. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, just like the locations, like these places that I was in virtually for so long. And, yeah. And like visit in my dreams. It's super weird to be seeing them back on a little screen in front of me. I'm really hungry. Cool. That's a Sophie update. John. <laughs> we did my thing. We talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know that much else to talk about. I had like a kind of a long rant that I wanted to go on, but I'm okay. No, you've, want... you've already oh, I've got something. Yeah, totally. I can right? I can round this out a little bit. I've been doing uh, Catch the 5K, a running program, right. uh, but I've been listening to the uh, using the Zombies Run app to do it. Okay. It's so an your music ama- recommendation is Zombie Run app. Well, Zombie Run app is like. It's it's a narrative, so you're running for a reason, and I kind of really don't like running, but I also kind of want to find out where the story is going, so I have to go back and run some more. I feel like you could probably just sit there and listen to it. I would feel guilt, because it know. sounds like I'm supposed to be helping the people. Hmm. Like, hey, like, quick, get in, get, get in the other room, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the, the idea is that there's a, a, a guidance person who's either in a helicopter or a tower who tells you where to go and like if something's behind you right. like oh you can't stop now you gotta keep going cause there is a shambler not half a mile behind you right. uh, you can make it if well, you keep going just don't stop breather. it's a shambler right. <laughs> yeah and you're like you gotta bring back those supplies we need cause otherwise the children <laughs> <laughs> is it like super corny or is it did, did it sort of take itself seriously uh they don't break character no okay um it's not super deep right. yet but the last one I was listening to when I was running, there was like a hint of betrayal somewhere in, 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 the, the, in the community. Betrayal. That'd be kind of cool. We should do yeah. one. <laughs> a running app? Yeah. 9 to 5K. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like you're slowing down. You <laughs> <laughs> could, could do 9, but nah, you're going to do 5. I feel like that really is in the spirit of our running app. <laughs> All right, no. Nine. 5K. All right, now, Whatever Runner, it's time feeling. for you to crack open a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking relax. Uh, mm. the, the LOL finals are on. Go check that out. <laughs> exactly. You don't got to go anywhere today. League of Legends on. Yay. Mm. Watch some Netflix. <laughs> uh, so I think that's it. Yep. Uh, that's a good one. That one's for the books. Send it home, Keith. I will do so. This is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. I'm Sophie, John, Scott, and Keith. He is all these people. Rise. Save us.
podcast where it doesn't matter anyways. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.